guardian angels and patron saints. Pray for us. So Pentecost Sunday today is the solemnity that we celebrate the 50th day after the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Tied up itself with the history of the people of Israel and their liturgical celebrations. So just as they celebrated Passover and the Passover lamb, Jesus is foreshadowed by that celebration and his sacrifice on the cross takes place on the feast of the Passover. So too, 50 days later, in the Jewish calendar, what is commemorated is the giving of the law on Mount Sinai. The giving of the law on Mount Sinai. Moses going up to the mountain and the finger of God writing on those stone tablets to convey his will for the way the people are to, to live in obedience to him and in, and in accordance with their own nature, which he had given them through those commandments. So in the new covenant, we have a new Passover in which the the true lamb, Jesus, is sacrificed for the forgiveness of sins and the giving of a new law. Jesus refers to the Holy Spirit as the finger of God, in fact. The finger of God writing not on stone tablets but on our stony hearts to give us, once again, hearts of flesh, natural hearts, so that we may obey out of love from within. This giving of the law is accompanied by the tongues of flame which descend and the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the sevenfold gifts of wisdom, prudence, knowledge, understanding, fortitude, piety, and fear of the Lord. Each of those gifts, particular capacities that the soul is given in order to live out a Christian life. We can't live a Christian life without these gifts. What God asks of us is impossible without his help. And so he gives that help. He doesn't, he doesn't delight in watching us flounder about, failing in our weakness to keep his will. Quite the contrary. His commandments are for our good. His gifts are for our good. And I won't go into detail about what each of those particular gifts means. What I, what I want to do is maybe indicate what they all hold in common and what their purpose is. If I could sum up what each of those gifts means, it would be one word, trust. Trust. I'd like to read to you a passage from the Catechism about what importance trust has in the Christian life. I would argue that what I'm about to read to you, at least practically speaking, are the most important words in the Catechism. This collection, this compendium of the teachings of the church. From paragraph 397, referring to the fall of Adam and Eve from paradise. Man, tempted by the devil, let his trust in his creator die in his heart. And abusing his freedom, disobeyed God's command. This is what man's first sin consisted of, and all subsequent sin would be disobedience towards God and lack of trust in his goodness. All subsequent sin, says the Catechism, would be disobedience towards God, grounded, I would argue, in a lack of trust in his goodness. 
So trust is the heart of the matter. It goes back to the very beginning. What we were created for. To live in right relationship with our creator. Sin ruptures that relationship. And so any destruction of sin involves addressing the cause of that rupture. Our lack of trust. What I'd like to do today is to pray along with you a little litany called the Litany of Trust. This litany begins to name some of the ways that the enemy, who continues sowing his doubts and his lies to the present day, he began at the beginning and has not ceased, continues to place those doubts of God's fatherly goodness in our minds and hearts. And those lies, in some ways, we come to accept and to believe. But by the gift of his Holy Spirit, we can reject those lies and embrace the truth and trust. So what I'd like to do is to pray through this litany slowly today. What I, what I want you to do is to listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. How do you know the Holy Spirit's talking to you? Pay attention to your heart. If there's a phrase, something that you're prayerfully considering that makes your heart sort of jump, or you notice in yourself an affective bump, that's something to pay attention to. That's the Holy Spirit moving in your heart. Perhaps a doubt, a fear, something that you back away from. I don't quite believe that. That's an invitation, a nudge, a knock of the Holy Spirit on your mind and heart. And as we prayerfully go through this, each invocation, I would like for you to respond with the phrase, deliver me, Jesus. We're going to sit with that for a moment. And I want each of you to pay attention to what causes those little bumps, those little jumps. And I don't want you to leave the chapel here today without knowing what that phrase is, a word, even a thought. Maybe you'll be very distracted during this time and other things will come to mind. Okay, maybe that's what the Holy Spirit wants you to be praying about. Some manifestation of the lack of trust in your life that he wants you to look at under the light and the guidance of his Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus.
from all suspicion of your words and promises. Deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. from restless self-seeking in the present moment, deliver me, Jesus. From disbelief in your love and presence, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of what love demands, deliver me, Jesus. From from all discouragement, deliver me, Jesus. After each invocation, please respond. Jesus, I trust in you, that you are continually holding me, sustaining me, loving me. Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transforms me. Jesus, I trust in you. 
that not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering, united to your own, will bear fruit in this life and in the next. Jesus, I trust in you. that you will not leave me an orphan, that you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. that you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. that you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. that you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. that I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. This litany, this prayer, is a little taste of how the Holy Spirit works in bringing about healing in our lives.
Now, maybe something came through very clearly for you. Maybe this whole time you felt like a little kid standing next to the pool and being asked to jump in and backing away in fear. I don't want to go there. Whatever the case may be, wherever you're at, this is where the Holy Spirit speaks to you and is inviting you into a greater trust. In fact, what better place to be than feeling like a little child, out of your depth, wondering, what's next? I don't know if I can do this. Unless you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of God. That's a very good place to be. Don't run away from that. Stay there. Trust. Listen. Pray. And return to these things. Don't leave here today. Make a note. Make a little register in your mind. Here's what came up at Mass. This is where I'm being asked to trust. And I'm going to pray through this. I'm going to revisit this. I'm going to talk about this with the Lord, with my friends, to see what leads me out of this place of fear or lack of trust. And above all, this little litany, it's nothing other than a catalog of the virtues of the heart of Mary. So commend your efforts to her motherly intercession. She, more than anything, wants to see these gifts grow in you. It breaks her heart to see the gifts of her son poured out in the lives of the faithful and left unused. And so she's here to accompany and to encourage us in the midst of them. We commend ourselves to her maternal intercession and her care in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.